from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Woo, what an opening, huh? Boy, I love... You know what I think my favorite thing to do is while I'm getting ready to go live with the show is sit and read the comments in the social media threads of Rumble and YouTube and Telegram. And the, the, the reason why I love to, to, to monitor these comments, <clears throat> A, so I can chime in when I can, but B, it shows me how close all of you are. Like, no matter where the show goes, no matter how f- big it gets, no matter how, how large the show gets, whatever, wherever the, the God's path is for this show, it always started in a backyard with a cell phone and a social, muni- social community, social media community that became a full-fledged family. So what I see in these comments is kind of like the same kind of conversation that you would see between lifelong friends or family members. It's that great. It is truly that great to watch. But thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for signing in for part one of today's Live from America. It is 11 a.m. You are watching Live from America from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. This tiny little red state surrounded by nothing but a sea of blue, liberal, woke-topia maniacs. I am your ever-so-humble host, God-fearing and God-loving, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot, and I'm so, so happy to have you guys here with me today. I got one heck of a show lined up, as always. No matter if it's good news, bad news, it's the truth, which makes it knowledge. And the more knowledge we have, the better we can equip ourselves and arm ourselves in order to continue to fight for our country, to fight for our freedoms, to fight for our children's future, to fight for our, uh, our, our principles, our morals, and our founding foundation, our founding father's vision for what this country would be till the end of time. So that's what we're here to do, and that's what I will always bring to you no matter what somebody asks me today. Are we going to have some good news today? I say, yeah, we, got, we always get some good news. We got some meh news, but all truth is good news. So again, we are live on Rumble, live on YouTube, live on Roku Digital TV, live on Firestick. Both Roku and Firestick, you can find the show at LFA TV, download the channel every time we go live. It'll cut in to any of the reruns that you're watching and come right to the live video. As well uh, as the people that listen to the audio on podcast, you can get that on tunein.com, rss.com, radio.com, and also iHeartRadio. And for everything, just go to jeremyharrell.com. Let us go to social media right now and say some say hello. To some of those folks that have been in the comment threads. Jennifer Rice says, freezing. I see everything good here, so you might just want to refresh. Al Gilbertson, good morning, LFA, from Palau. And it went too fast, I didn't get to see the rest. <laughs> Amy Garrett says, thank you for the news, you're very welcome. Renee Clorin says, thank you, very. you're very welcome, thank you for joining in. Douglas, feeling great here in OHIO. Roxy and Rosemary. Roxy also, uh, uh, she's been asking to uh, for her job to stay intact, I've been praying for that, and uh, she's still employed. Um, for whatever it is that she's going through, that's her business, but she's still employed, and that's a good thing. We've got Bobby Martinez says, you going to talk about Osama bin Laden's birthday today? Oh, you mean Osama bin, Obama bin, uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, 
yeah, no, we're not really going to touch on that today. The guy's having his 60th year, his 60th birthday party. He's having people come from all over the world. Super spreader event. No masks. Doesn't care about the Delta variant because do as I say, not as I do. Michelle Atkinson is watching and Brandy Peterson as well as Kelly Bruno on YouTube. Let's shoot over right quick to Rumble because we've got Angel Eyes in the building and J Miles 1026 says hello from Tennessee. We've got Denise watching. We've got uh, shout out Super Trump who is in the uh, comment threads as well. Victoria says my husband and I started wearing masks again as of today at his job. Mm, that's a rough one. Sorry about that. I understand that it's uh, sometimes you're facing termination if you don't do it. Um, and I can't tell anybody to do that because they have to make that decision for themselves based on where they are in life. Um, yes, it looks like Code Monkeys, by the way, is going to be dropping some big evidence today. Some whistleblowers coming out of Dominion, so we're all waiting heavily for that. Definitely. Um, Maverick in California. Uh, vegetarian, oh, I got to speak with uh, her on the voice chat the other day, and I can't wait to try out the new video chat. It says it can hold up to a thousand people, so that means potentially a thousand of you could get on and we could do some video um, one on ones rather than just um, audio. And let's see who else we got here in Rumble. Michigan is voting today for 911, they are handing out Sharpies. Do they void our votes? Poll workers say they dry quicker and don't gum up. The machines. Well, number one, I would bring your own pen or ask for a, a pen and not a Sharpie. Um, <clears throat> Code Monkeys on Telegram just dropped it. Well, that's great. You know what the great thing about having my own show is? Is we can go there right now and look for it. So let's go there and find out what he did just drop. Because I've been waiting for this. And I know other people have been waiting for this all morning long. I actually don't follow Code Monkey on Telegram. Oh, thought I did. So if somebody wants to send me that, that'd be great. I'd love to look with that. The video is out. That's great. The vinyl uh, vegetarian says the final COVID variant is called communism. I saw Donald Trump Jr. post that. And Jennifer and PA praying our kids will not need to wear face diapers this year. Uh, play the Code Monkey video. I don't have it. I don't have it. So if somebody wants to, uh, if somebody wants to send it my way or t give me the, is he still on YouTube? It'd be really great to just pull up uh, a link that I could go to real quickly, uh, rather than Telegram. Telegram, I can't do videos and show what the video really is. People said it's damning. Just listen to it. Ah! All right, we're gonna. Uh, we're going to move right along here because we have our own show to go. And uh, what I'll do is I'll check it out after the show, and then we'll play it later tonight as well, for those who didn't get to see it. Um, we have some prayer requests. And um, the first one, the first prayer request that we have is for um, Cindy Ward. Okay, Cindy Ward sent me a nice gift, which I'll show you in a minute. She sends a really nice letter as well. But she's asking for prayers for her son, Brandon who is fighting Satan hard with a drug addiction right now. So please, please keep Brandon, uh, Brandon Ward, I would believe his last name would be, but Cindy Ward's son, Brandon, in your prayers uh, for fighting against drugs. We all know what drugs and alcohol and any kind of addiction does to you. And uh, also she asked for her mom 
uh, to have prayers for her mom, Carolyn, who is also um, in hospice care right now, battling some physical uh, stuff. So her son, Brandon, and her mom, Carolyn, please, please make sure you keep them in your prayers. They're part of the LFA family, and we want to make sure that we're constantly keeping each other in our in, in our prayers and, uh, and, and be there for each other to lean on because... Hey, some of us don't have actual family, so our LFA family is the closest thing. And uh, just we want you to know that we're we're here for you, Cindy. And I want to thank you very much for sending me. She found some Lego. <laughs> this is really great. She found some Legos, Lego uh, of Donald Trump holding a fake news <laughs> paper. Of course, we also got Hillary Clinton in here as well, so we can make fun of Hillary with a Hillary Lego. And uh, we even got a little Make America Great Again hat on this Lego. So thank you very much, Cindy. These are, these are really fun. I like these a lot. And, uh, of course, we always have fun with toys and candy on this show. It's quite odd. It's quite odd. I'd also like to thank uh, Tammy and Ryan Pryor for your card. Nice, very nice words. And uh, thank you for watching the show. And thank you for your donation as well. And um, Monique Smettle. I think, I hope I'm saying your last name right, but Monique Smetal, just know that your package is going to be sent out today. All right, folks? So if you could, please share this video out. Hit those rumble signs down there. Usually we have five, 6,000 people watching. If we could get everyone to just hit that rumble sign on rumble, and please uh, like and share the video out to your friends and out to your groups, that would be very much appreciated. Before we get into the verse of the day, which might be a little controversial today, but... I do want to tell you about the upcoming schedule. Again, I will not be here Friday evening of this week or next week. However, I will be making up for Friday evening this week on Sunday afternoon with Pastor Tim Frisch. We're going to be talking about an array of different things uh, like um, the different printings of the Bible. We're going to be talking about denominations, and we're going to and we're going to be talking about where the church fits in in today's political discussions. And it, without even having a political discussion, they're involved. So where do they fit in? What should they do? And how should the church be acting uh, towards what's going on? compared to the way it's getting involved now. So we're going to have a lot of discussions on Sunday this week, a special Sunday show, because I will not be here Friday afternoon. I will be doing a Friday morning show, but Friday afternoon will be gone, so we're going to make up for that with a Sunday show. All right, folks, we're going to go to the verse of the day today. And again, this was structured a little bit different because this is something that I was thinking about all night last night, something that I had a conversation with my wife about, and something that I've really battled with uh, for the last five years with my journey with Jesus watching. And in some cases, folks, in some cases, it's nice to be such a new follower of Christ who went head in because I didn't grow up being tarnished or tainted one way or another. I'm literally Bible focused. I'm not church, uh, you know, different churches and, 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 and different ways of doing things focused. I'm Bible focused. So for me, that's where I think I maybe sometimes, not, maybe not necessarily have an advantage, but just have a different perspective. So please hear me out with today's verse of the day. And this is the time where we kind of just get everything out of the way. We don't think about our anxieties or our stresses or the news. I know Code Monkeys just dropped some stuff and everybody's talking about it, but let's give our full attention to the Lord, okay? Here we go. <clears throat> I said, good morning. Today's message may cause some debate and controversy, and I'm okay with that. 
Today we will be talking about divisions in the church caused by denominations. Now before I continue with this, I did get an email from somebody that said you got to be very careful going down this road because even the most experienced pastors have a hard time talking about this. So when I saw that email, I said, well, it must be that I'm going down the right road then. Okay? There are too many people telling others that they are not real Christians because of X, Y, and Z. So many people are turning others away from the gospel by being so judgmental and so high and mighty. We need to realize that we are not better than anyone else seeking a relationship with Jesus. We need to understand that we are not more favored or more loved by God than someone else who seeks the Lord just because we may have studied the word longer or belong to a specific church. Jesus said, and I quote, and you all know this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He did not say that the Baptist church is the way, the truth, or the life. He did not say that the Lutheran church is the way. He did not say that the Catholic church is the way. Nor did he say that the Methodist church is the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Unfortunately, I see a lot of division today based on the names and traditions of every denomination that I just mentioned, and many, many more. Churches are splitting and dividing as we speak because of different beliefs, when our only belief should be in the fact that Jesus died for all of us so that we can have a path to be with Him and our Father in Heaven. The rest, I believe, is just nonsense. Now the verse of the day that I'm going to be basically quoting to tell you where I got this from was 1 Corinthians 1.10. 1 Corinthians 1.10. And it says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Every day that I look online to search out others who are spreading the gospel or giving a speech, it's always filled with quotes like, you don't have the Holy Spirit in you if you can't speak in tongues, so don't spread the gospel unless you can. Or, if you have not been physically baptized, then you can't preach the gospel because you are not made right with God. I've even seen people who say that God will not speak to you or be with you if you are guilty of sins like homosexuality. As if God looks at sins on a scale of bad to really bad. My point here is that if you read the comments in these videos, more people are turned off by the rhetoric or the teachings than those who want to know more. And that is the problem. They see the different denominations and they get confused. Even with how many different translations there are of the Bible. People who watch this show right now are even overwhelmed with what Bible is the right Bible to buy. Or which one actually preaches the gospel as it was intended. There is so much confusion because of divisions and mixed messages. Can't we just take it back to basics and turn people towards Jesus? Can't we just stop saying, my way is the right way, or my church is the only correct church? We can't go wrong if we just preach the message. That is the only thing that matters, and Jesus' name is the only name to remember. Let's lead by example and stop the divisions and the confusions. Let's honor the gospel and not people's different ways of worshiping. In Jesus' name, Amen. Now, I didn't actually mean to put this out for any kind of finger-pointing at any specific church. I literally had no church or no belief system 
in mind when I wrote this. The only thing that I had in mind is what Jesus says and what Jesus said, period. I don't really, I see, you know, like the Methodist church right now is going through some major problems. I see other churches splitting and going through major problems. Why? Because half the church is too uncomfortable with the truth. Half the church is too uncomfortable with the gospel. Half the church is too uncomfortable with the hard lessons that Jesus taught us. Because half the church would rather make a God up that they're comfortable with. They would rather make up a God that is happy with them and the way they do things that might be different than somebody else's. And I don't believe that's the way to go. I just don't believe that's the way to go. 1 Corinthians says, let there be no divisions. Let us be of one body and one mind. So ladies and gentlemen, that is my view of the church and I think that we have a lot of work to do in order to just get back to the basics. And that is follow the word of Christ. I don't know how many of you agree with me on that. And to be honest with you, I could not tell you the difference between any of these churches. A little bit. I could tell you a little bit. But in, 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 the, in the heart of it, I could not tell you why a Baptist wants to be different than a Lutheran. Or why a Lutheran says that they their way is different than a Method. I, I couldn't tell you. And to be honest with you, and I don't know if I should be even saying this, but I could really care less. Until I hear the words, or read the words that Jesus said, this is the way to follow, or that is the way to follow. Which is exactly what I think I'm doing. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the newsletter of the day. I'm sure I'm going to get some responses from this that might not be so kind, but that's okay, because that's exactly my point. So please, remove your hats, set your coffee aside, set your drink aside. Stop commenting in the comment threads if you're on social media just for a minute, and let's give all of our honor and attention to God while we say the Lord's Prayer together. Here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Men, boy, it's you know it's it's always nice when we when we get to that point where we've just passed on the gospel through the newsletter. We cap it off by saying the Lord's prayer, and I just get this newfound energy. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Holy Spirit, but I can't speak in tongues. So many would say that I don't have the Holy Spirit. I think that's hogwash. But that's just my own opinion. So are you ready to rumble? I'm ready to rumble. Are you ready to get started? Okay, well, here we go. The first and foremost section of today, let's get it going. Yesterday, was it was announced that the third officer by the name of Gunther Hashida had died because of committing suicide. Now, even though there is no... Well, let me put committing suicide first in quotes, okay? Let me put committing suicide in quotes. Um, there is no link, even from... The investigators, the doctors, the family, there is no link to the fact that he, quote, committed suicide because of anything attached.
to the January 6th setup. Oh, from now on, please don't call January 6th a protest, and please don't call January 6th an insurrection. January 6th was nothing but a setup, period. It might have started as a protest, but it ended as a setup. So there's no connection to the fact other than that this cop actually responded to the January 6th setup. However, the left is using this, whether they, quote, committed suicide or not, and I'll give you my opinion on that in a minute, but the left is going to use this to say that that is how serious January 6th, quote, insurrection really was. That it was so serious that these cops, you know, like the ones that cried, and like the foul mouth cop that said that people were calling him racial slurs and all this stuff, and President Trump's even been heard saying it. This is a show. Okay, And I'm not saying the suicides are a show. They might be. I have my opinions on that. But I'm talking about the left. The Democrats' response to that suicide is going to be added into the show. The dog and pony show, which is January 6th, was so bad. It was worse than 9-11. It was so bad that police officers are killing themselves at a higher rate than anything else. So it must have been so bad. The fear must have been real. The scare must have really been there. Remember when Adam Kinzinger said, you did your job, you held the line. I can show you what holding the line looks like. Go to the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Go to the end where they drop the red or the American flag because they're gonna they're, they're, they they can't hold the line anymore. And Mel Gibson runs up, and grabs it. I know it's dramatic. I know it's not real, but he grabs that flag and he waves it and he says, "Hold the line." And they all come back. That's holding the line. That is a perfect definition of holding the line. Watch the movie 300, where 300 Spartans hold the line against thousands and thousands of would-be insurrectionists or attackers. That is holding the line. When you say, oh, oh, you, 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 you cops in, in D.C. and you, you Metro Police and you, and you Capitol Police, you held the line. I don't know if you can consider holding the line opening the door for somebody. I don't. I don't know if you could really consider opening fences and gates and standing alongside the hallways while people flood in for their tour of the Capitol building holding the line. Okay, but this is the dog and pony show that the Democrats want the world to see, and that is why, hence, they will not release the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of footage. Because they don't want the world to know that this is all a lie. So they're going to use these suicides to just perpetuate that fear even more and, 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 and really drill home that January 6th was that bad. But then, as of last night, a fourth officer commits suicide. Now, the first officer I do want to give, I want to, I want to talk about him for a minute. The one that we found out about yesterday. Gunther Hashida, he was a 43-year-old cop, and he left behind a wife and three kids. And please, please put the wife and three children in your prayers. Please put the friends and the family that surround this police officer in your prayers. Okay, because they need it just as much as any of us do. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks. Let's really talk about this for a minute. I believe, this is just me, Because there's no way that a police officer or anybody would actually go kill themselves over what we saw happen on January 6th. There's just no way the PTSD can be that bad. 
There's just no way. And we saw the worst of it. We saw what they only want the world to see, so that has to be the worst of it. We saw one of ours get shot and killed. Okay? So there is no way that you can say that people are committing suicide at a rate like this because of what they went through on January 6th. It is in no way what a, what a soldier goes through or even what police in some of the worst parts of this country go through on our own soil. So you have to ask yourself, do you really believe that these cops committed suicide on the same day? And I mean, well, I should say in the same 24-hour period. Do you really believe that these cops committed suicide? Now, the second officer was a younger. He wasn't 43. He was 26, and he didn't leave any wife or children behind. But it sounds a lot like, to me, I don't know, like maybe the Seth Rich attackers got a hold of this guy. It's These guys, it sounds really, really, really fishy to me, doesn't it? That these guys are all of a sudden just committing suicide because of what? Because they held doors open for people? Because they, they had to put on some riot gear just in case, even though there was no Trump supporters who were armed? I do not believe at all that these people committed suicide. No way, shape, or form. That's just my personal beliefs. But if they did, let's say they did, then the Democrats are still going to use this disgusting story one way or the other. Whether they were suicided or whether they committed suicide, the Democrats are going to use this story to make it 10,000 times worse than it actually was. I believe these police are not playing along with the narrative. That's what I believe. I believe these police did not want to go up and pretend to cry like these other fake Democrat BLM activists actually did. I believe they're not playing along with the ball game. And they think we're all stupid. They think every one of us are stupid. So be prepared for more suicide stories. And uh, be prepared for the left to use those suicide stories. And I'll always do that. <laughs> because that's what I believe, uh, to make January 6th actually worse than it was because they don't want to release the truth. They want to release falsehoods. It's just more of an attempt to demonize President Trump and the rest of us. Okay? Um, I believe that these guys killed themselves about as much as I believe that Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Or that John McAfee killed himself. That's about how much I believe that these guys actually committed suicide. Now, do I think that they were suicided? Hold on, i got to itch on my back. Do I think they were suicided? Yes. Do I think they committed suicide? No. And it's really weird that in this day and age, 2021, that we could even say something like that. <sighs> Alright, now moving on. We're going to go ahead and give the first dumb, dumb award of the day. Usually this is where I like to take a quick break, but we're not going to do that because i got a lot to go through. So go ahead and cue the dumb, dumb. Music, ladies and gentlemen, because the Dumb Dumb Award of the day is going to go to both the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Dominion. Now, a lot of you are saying that Code um, um, uh, Code Monkeys just released a whole bunch of stuff about whistleblowers uh, pertaining to Dominion. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know how damning it is. Sounds like it's pretty damning. A lot of you are also talking about a press conference with Cuomo that's that's on right now. I'm not going to go to that live because I don't even have any idea of what it's all about. And it'll really throw off the rest of the show. However, let's move to Maricopa County and Dominion. Okay, We give them the dumb-dumb award of the day today because they actually think they're going to win. They have no idea how much of a fight they're actually in, do they? They don't, I mean, how do they even think they're going to be able to win this fight? 
And what do I mean by that? Well, let's break it down for a minute. Number one, okay, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, they answer to who? The people. And who are the people? The state legislators. So when Maricopa County or when a county of a state enters into a contract to do um, state and federal elections to, to, to have them contracted and to come in to help out with state and federal elections, that contract is with the people. The authority to be able to conduct such an election in that county contracted with outside firms is given to that county by the people, i.e. the state legislature. Who is the state legislature? Well, when it comes to this, it's the Senate. It's the state Senate. The state Senate definitely has authority over Maricopa County. The state Senate definitely gives the authority and the ability by the will of the people in that state for Maricopa County to enter into a valid contract with an outside firm with the understanding in that contract that they are going to adhere to and abide by the laws of that state of the people of that state. So if anybody has jurisdiction to make sure that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Dominion hands over the last few things that they need in order to finish this audit, they're going to get it. They're going to get it. No matter what, they're going to get it. They have the constitutional authority, the constitutional ability, and by state law alone, to ask for and subpoena that equipment. So all you're seeing from Dominion and all you're seeing from Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is them playing Russian roulette with kicking the can down the road. This is all about stall tactics. It will not end well for the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors or Dominion. So you have to ask yourself, knowing that, knowing the authority, knowing the law, knowing that the Attorney General, even though he's not involved as much as I think he should be at this point, has come out within the last week saying he supports finishing the forensic audit, he supports putting out the truth to the American people. Okay? Now, Doug Ducey isn't going to do anything. Katie Hobbs isn't going to do anything. So this falls on the judge and the Senate to make sure that they get this done. They will get it done. Period. They're going to get it done. There's no way that Dominion and Maricopa County have a, have a dog in this fight. There's just no way. So what they're doing is they're kicking the can down the road even further at the risk of being arrested. Why? Ask yourself, why? Why would they do this at the risk knowing that th at this point it's no longer playing games? If you don't comply with whatever comes next, and we're supposed to find out by the end of the day today, Wendy Rogers just said this morning, I... I'm a retired uh, veteran of the United States Air Force. She said Senator Sonny Borelli is a retired veteran of the Marine Corps. She said, we are coming at you, and we are coming at you hard, and we're going to get what we want. And by the end of this, she's calling for treason charges because of what they're hiding. See, we won't know how bad it is until we get what they're hiding, and we're going to get what they're hiding, period. We're going to get what they're hiding. So you have to ask yourself, if they know we're going to get what they're hiding, and if we know that we're going to get what they're hiding, and they know the risk that comes with 
hiding what they're hiding, you have to ask yourself, why would any rational news adult, rational adult uh, with a common sense thinking brain, think that they would get away with this? They know they're not going to get away with it. But the, the evidence must be so damning. It must be so bad. It must prove everything that you know, that I know deep in our soul. It must prove everything that Wendy Rogers and Karen Fan and, and, and Doug Ducey and Katie Hobbs and the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and all of the citizens in Arizona and all the citizens of the United States of America from sea to shining sea, it must prove what we all knew. They are guilty now, they were guilty then, and they need to be punished for what they did. And when Wendy Rogers says the words treason then that means that they are. it's going to be bad. Maybe not treason, but it's going to be bad. And the only way, the reason they'd be kicking it down the road, well, you know why. Code Monkey's video shows the state holds all the passwords. Hmm. So is that Katie Hobbs? Is that what they're saying? Is that what they're saying? Is that Katie Hobbs who, who holds it all and Dominion doesn't hold it? But the, the letters that Dominion and Maricopa County Board of Supervisors sent in to respond to the uh, August 2nd deadline were so rude, were so smug, were so arrogant that it lets you know just by their response alone that they're guilty. So long story short, ladies and gentlemen, they don't have a dog in this fight. They're not going to win. Legally, they do not even have a, they don't have anywhere near a dog in this fight. They have no real reason to say that we don't want to hand it over. Now, they're trying to use the intellectual property excuse. However, the intellectual property of all of this belongs to the people of Arizona, belongs to the Senate, because they represent the people of Arizona. You see what we're getting to? This is not private property that, that we want. This is Arizonans, Arizonians' property that we want. That is why they don't have a dog in this fight. So they can pretend... To say it's because of intellectual property. But really, it's only kicking the can down the road. That's it. So, long story short, folks, hang on. Because it's going to get bumpy for them. And it's only going to get better for us. So Don C. says, Hobbs has the passwords. Yes. So that means that Katie Hobbs has been hiding this information the entire time. And known she was guilty. And the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors were guilty all along. Which we knew because she was complicit with the whole thing. So everything that we tinfoil hat people said is actually true. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Woo! Where's my cheer button here? Don says, I smell treason. And Lauren Cole made up a good point. She just said, haven't heard anything about Katie Hobbs at all. Crickets, crickets. Let's take a quick break. I'm going to go to social media for a little bit, and we'll be right back because i got a lot of news to get to. So Barbara Ryan says, news alert. Oh, didn't see that. Let me go back. News alert about Cuomo sexual harassment. So that's another thing that's going on. And remember, they had more of the investigation about 10 days ago. So I'm really curious to see um, what's going on there. Wonder if Chris Cuomo will be reporting on this on CNN today, LOL. So I have to know. You guys are my earpiece. You guys are my news, my, my produce, production team. Please let me know in the comment threads the gist of what happened at the Cuomo... Um, what happened at the Cuomo press conference? I'd really love to hear about that. And please put anything in, in, you know, 
quickly put anything you can in about the, the Monkey Works video. I'd like to know more about that as well, too. They are sharing a lot of details about the charges for Cuomo. So actual charges, not just accusations, actual charges. Are they bringing charges up on him? Uh, Bernovich asked Hobgoblin for the records. That's, yep, I knew that. Um, let's see. Pentagon is on lockdown because of a shooting outside. A lot of news rolling in this morning while we're doing the show. This is why I like being able to take a break and look at the uh, look at the comment threads. He sexually harassed 11 women. Yeah, I know he did, but is there actual charges being brought upon him? That's what I'm curious about, is if there's actual charges or if it's just still in the uh, accusation area. Uh, let's see. You have a lot of homework to do this afternoon, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Found him guilty. So found him guilty of the accusations, so now they're bringing up charges. Is that what you're saying? You guys got to make sure that when you tell me these, you you, you uh, don't leave any room for interpretation there. So I know, <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. And uh, Code Monkey has video from Whistleblower who said state holds passwords. Okay, good. So that's the just that's the gist on that. Yes, they are bringing charges up on him. I saw it on their local news here in upstate New York. <laughs> you're fired. You're fired. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brother Fredo is going to be upset about that. All right, let's get back to it. All right, live right back here from the Live Free or Die state of New Hampshire. This is live from America, folks. Um, we just got done talking about Maricopa County and Dominion. We know that there's breaking news everywhere. Pentagon is locked down uh, because of a shooter outside. Live from America family just reported to me that Monkey Works video shows whistleblowers saying that Katie Hobbs has all the passwords that are needed for the Senate. Uh, the Senate says they're going to uh, put a, a release out tonight, a statement out tonight, on how they're going to move forward. And, and apparently from Wendy Rogers, they're moving hard and fast. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like Governor Andrew Cuomo will finally get some charges brought up against him. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! Oh, it just keeps getting better and better and better. But anyway, let's give the second Dum Dum Award today, shall we? And that second Dum Dum Award is going to go to, well, it's somebody that we've already talked about here on the show. Let's take it back a minute before we highlight this incredible, incredible, lying Dum Dum in St. Louis County. So let's take it back to St. Louis County for a minute. To the other wannabe dictator, kind of like Andrew Cuomo, and Katie Hobbs, and Doug Ducey, and the rest of those rhinos and, and, and swamp donkeys. Um, county Commissioner Sam Page in St. Louis County, we, we've covered this now for about the better part of a week. Remember, he instituted a mask mandate. The day after he instituted a mask mandate, there was a, there was a county council meeting. At this county council meeting, which, by the way, he was overturned the next day with a vote of 5-2. to two. You all know this. You all know this already. We've talked about it. Then, dictator, county commissioner Sam Page came back and said, Ah, I don't care about what you voted. We're still going to do the mandate. But at that meeting, at the county council meeting, there was a the, uh, the health director for the state who was there giving testimony advocating on the behalf of the mandate that Sam Page had put on the uh, the county. And everybody there was not for it, except for two people. But this doctor, this doctor was there, and he was like, no, we got to do the mandates, we've got to do the mandates, we've got to do the mandates. Well, this guy made a big scene and a big lie out of nothing. 
Okay, and what do I mean by that? Well, he said because of his testimony there, he was shouted at racial slurs, which nobody reported uh, to hearing that. No witnesses, no civilians, no reporters. Nobody heard what this guy accused everybody of doing. He said they shouted racial slurs at him. He said that they physically pushed him, hit them with their shoulder on his way out of the meeting. He said that people in line were pushing him, shoving him, and shouting racial slurs in his face. The problem with that is, is he's a big, fat liar. And everything that comes out of his mouth... Nobody cares. So let's go to some video proof, shall we? So first of all, let me play for you how this guy went on TV and started making a race thing out of it and saying that people shoved him and called him names. And then we'll show how he lied. Check this out. Public officials in this country throughout the pandemic have become a kind of public enemy number one. As opportunistic politicians and media have whipped up a familiar kind of backlash politics aimed at mask mandates and public health orders and directed all this rage on basically civil servants. It just happened again this week, St. Louis County, Missouri. After, again, weeks of rising COVID cases, public health officials there reinstated a mask mandate. Barely a day later, the county council met to discuss overturning that mandate and to hear from the crowd who packed into the room. We've lost sight of the fact that people shed blood, their lives, their children, their mothers, their daughters, for us to have the freedom from tyranny. Masks don't seem to work in that occasion, but masks do seem to sell fear. Stand with me now with our voices in unison and put our public servants on notice that we will not now, nor ever again allow our inalienable rights and constitutionally protected liberties be taken from us. We will give no more ground. We will not comply. We will not comply. We will not comply. So that was the crowd in the room uh, when one of the people behind the new mask mandate, St. Louis County Health Director Dr. Faisal Khan, stood up to address the council. Community transmission of COVID-19 attributable to the Delta variant is now at an all-time high across the St. Louis region. <laughs> Madam Chair, it is my duty to inform you on the record that if the council decides in its infinite wisdom to negate this public health order, there will be more misery, there will be more infection, there will be more death. Are we talking about shutdowns again? Are we talking about sports going away? What is it, what's your next move if they continue to go up? It is my duty to tell you, sir, that if the situation continues to worsen, all options will be on the table. Okay, all right. Please. You can hear the crowd audibly reacting to Dr. Khan throughout the hearing. Right. He says much of that heckling was racist, xenophobic, and threatening. Lies. In a letter to the council chair, Dr. Khan wrote, quote, I heard people doing their impersonation of Apu, a caricature character from the Simpsons television show that mocks people from South Asia, such as myself. We know that's lies. Dr. Khan says as he got up to leave, I became surrounded by the crowd in close quarters where members of the crowd yelled at me, calling me a fat brown C-word and a brown bastard. Mm. Hmm. Dr. Khan says he instinctively reacted by raising his middle finger to one of the hecklers who had physically threatened him. Just a few hours later, the county council voted 5-2 to, to rescind the mask mandate to the cheers 
of the crowd. Okay, now, Khan, the director of the scene. I'm not going to play that any longer because I want to tell you that it goes on to say that he was pushed on his way out. He Somebody ran into him with their shoulder. They got into his face. They screamed at him. They said racial slurs at him. But then, ladies and gentlemen, we get video footage of him leaving the auditorium. Not only leaving the auditorium, but walking by all the people that he said got in his face, spit in his face, pushed him, and hit him with their shoulder. And we're going to show that he's just nothing but a liar. Here is the video footage of what actually happened to Dr. Khan as he walked out. But again, ladies and gentlemen, if they can make it about race, <laughs> Lord knows they will. Check this out. That county council meeting certainly got heated at times, but exactly what happened to the county health director, Dr. Faisal Khan, during and after his testimony is now the subject of an investigation. Khan says he was physically and verbally assaulted, called horrible racial slurs. Well, tonight, News 4 has new surveillance video, though officials say it is only just a piece of the puzzle. You do not restore order. I will walk away. After his remarks at the council <laughs> meeting Tuesday, Health Director Dr. Faisal Khan admits he lost his composure. In this surveillance video, just obtained by News 4, you can see him from behind lifting his arm and giving the middle finger. Regrettably, I let my composure slip momentarily as um, somebody got in my face and yelled something unmentionable, and um, I flipped them the finger so to speak. News 4 spoke with Dr. Khan Thursday before this video was released. So I was jostled, I was heckled, I was taunted, I had um, racist abuse directed at me, and I do not care to repeat those words. A News 4 reporter on scene did hear insults like liar and snake, but while we do not have clear video of Dr. Khan leaving the chambers, during which he said he was shoulder bumped and pushed, this video from the live shows the moments afterwards. There is no audio. Khan claimed in this letter he was surrounded by an angry mob in close quarters and called explicit racial Lies. slurs. And that's when, you know, people started um, jeering and booing and a few individuals leaned into me and um, menacingly whispered uh, words that I would not care to repeat. So here's the thing, folks. We've seen that he walked out. And, and, and you can actually see him leaving the auditorium. If you watch the, him leaving the podium, he walks up the side of the auditorium, which is only, the last time you see him is only about five feet from the door. Then there's footage of him coming out the door. Nobody touches him. Nobody gets in his face. Nobody spits at him. There's only one guy that I've seen was saying something to him as he walked out of the actual exit. But nobody reported racial slurs. Nobody reported anything that he said that happened as far as racial goes. Nobody reported that, he, that anybody was talking like Apu. Even the reporters, who are all... This uh, fake news was indeed fake news. In the room, every one of them are fake news. Not a single one of them reported that there was any racial slurs. And you know as well as I do. The people that are there protesting mask mandates and lockdowns are not racist people. You know as well as I do that when you go to a Trump rally, you're not going to see a racist bone in that entire crowd. Never, never once have I heard anybody say anything racist in a crowd of those kind of people. It's just another boo-hoo, oh, bring national attention to the fact that they're going overboard and they're doing hate crimes because we want to put masks on their face and lock them down. Do you think that that crowd in St. Louis County or anybody else in this in this country are going to allow people like him with his arrogant, smug little pudgy face and his dictatorship wannabe 
personality? You think they're going to let them ever lock us down ever again? Come on, man. Nobody cares. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about masks, right? We're talking about the need to wear these masks. And this was a mask mandate put in place by the county commissioner, Sam Page. But would you believe me if I told you that I had footage, very recent footage, of, believe it or not, CNN actually saying that masks don't work? Because I do. I do. Here's a video, just from the other day, of CNN on air saying that cloth masks don't work and have never worked. That's funny. ...today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out, either you're breathing out or you're breathing in. And in Wait a minute, fact, what was that? What was that? Can you, can you please repeat that for us there, uh, uh, Mr. Nobody Knows Who You Are? We know today that many of the face cloth coverings that people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. Either you're breathing out or you're breathing in. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was suspended, shadow banned, completely banned from not one, not two, but three different platforms. I was removed from a, from a podcast platform. I couldn't even sell t-shirts on a crappy liberal company called Teespring because I was mentioning that masks don't work. I would imagine that all of you in the last 18 months have had a post removed, you've been suspended or even banned because you said masks don't work. We were called conspiracy theorists. We were called grandma killers. We were called everything under the sun because we knew that masks didn't work. Even if, even if we believed the virus was as bad as we thought it was still, we knew that it wasn't going to stop masks. No, let me play the rest of this video so you can see where else I'm going with this. And in fact, if you're in the upper Midwest right now, anybody who's wearing their face cloth covering can tell you they can smell all the smoke that we're still getting. We need to talk about better masking. We need to talk about N95 respirators. Oh, there it is. a lot for both people who are not yet uh, vaccinated or not previously infected, protecting them as well as keeping others who might become infected having been vaccinated from, from breathing out the virus. Well, there you go, folks. There you go. Pushing the N95 masks. Why? Well, I could tell you why. How much money do you think was made in the mask industry in the last 18 months? Billions, with a B. Billions of dollars have been spent on masks, matching masks, Uniform matching masks, masks for your kids, masks with superheroes on them, masks with Peppa Pig on them, masks with anything that somebody would like on them. Some people had 10 masks to match their accessories. Some people had them hanging in their cars. That's why we know that the 1.6 billion masks that are in the ocean right now would take 450 years to decompose. Talked about that yesterday. So now, the N95 mask manufacturers can push this crap so that they can muzzle you even further. Even further restrict the airflow that's going in and out so that the N95 masks can get in on the billion-dollar uh, marketing scheme that's going on here with masks. Oh, masks don't work anymore. Really? Really? So can you go back and delete every single video and suspend the White House account on YouTube and Facebook for saying masks work? Can you go back and suspend every CNN video that was ever put out from saying that masks work when they're now saying that they don't? 
I wonder if Joe Biden has a statement to make about this. I wonder if he's got some kind of rebuttal. Where is Psycho Gen Saki in all of this? Do they work or do they not? Well, apparently they don't. Now you're supposed to go buy an N95 mask. And pretty soon the N95 mask isn't going to work and you're going to go and you're going to have to get a my pillow to strap your face and put it to promo code LFA. <laughs> ah, it's all about money, folks. It's all about fear, control, and money. That's what it's always been about. That's what it, that's what it remains to be about. And uh, like I said, the N95 mask manufacturers, well, they've seen how much money they could make. And they want in on the pie. So now they're going to be pushing N95 masks. And pretty soon, in order to travel, you're not only going to have to have a mask, you're going to have to prove that it's an N95 mask. So it's up to you. Will you or won't you? That's the question. And since we're talking about pretty soon you're going to have to wrap a my pillow. Uh over your face in order to keep out the virus. Let's go to a quick break with Mike Lindell and something he sent to me just yesterday. This was so nice. This was so nice of him. So nice of the company. God bless Mike Lindell and God bless MyPillow.com. Check this out. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell and I'm coming to you with the most important commercial that I've ever done. All of you know what my pillow and myself have gone through in the last five months in my efforts to bring the truth forward. Well, it's all come down to this. I'm having a cyber symposium on August 10th, 11th, and 12th. This historical event will be live streamed 72 hours straight on my new platform, frankspeech.com. You can help by giving everybody you know to go to frankspeech.com now. To help support the cyber symposium event, I am offering some of the Look best at that. prices Look what they sent me. products, but they're only offered at frankspeech.com. Go to frankspeech.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below <coughs> to receive these exclusive MyPillow offers. Thank you and God bless. So see right there, folks? They put my. LFA code and the specific number that you would call that automatically links you to LFA. So what a great message from Mike Lindell. What a great what a great company. And I really support what he's doing. I know he's going through a lot. And I know his Frank Speech website is not what we want it to be yet. But you gotta understand how hard it is what he's doing. And we just gotta have some patience and continue the fight. So big shout out to Mike Lindell. Alright, folks, we're gonna move to brainwashing. You know, we just talked about the masks. They brainwashed us into believing that the masks worked when they really didn't and we suffocated. Now they're going to brainwash us into buying N95 masks that are 10 times more expensive and we're going to suffocate even more. And they're going to tell us that it keeps out the virus, blah, blah, blah. You know the one that you have a 99 point whatever chance of living, if you get it, um, even if you're elderly. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about a different kind of brainwashing. Yes, I'm talking about the kind of brainwashing that I was uh, alluding to yesterday when I told you that my four-year-old wants a mask. I told my four-year-old, it's not, you don't want a mask, honey, trust me. Masks are for sick people. And she's like, no, but daddy, I want one. And I told you that my daughter is not even exposed to a lot of mask wearing. She's not exposed to it on TV and she's not exposed to it in public. Very much. However, it doesn't take much to brainwash a child. Like I said, my four-year-old is not exposed to it and she wants to wear a mask. Check out this kind of brainwashing. This, hey, Gonzo, you okay? This is the Muppet Babies. 
I really wish I could wear one of those princess dresses to the ball. Well, I hate to see a good pal feeling bad. So tell you what, I am gonna grant your wish. Because I am your very father. We've been never worse. I didn't know you were a fairy rat father. Well, you never asked. Anyway, I'm gonna make sure you have the perfect dress to wear to the ball. But the girl said I'm not supposed to wear a dress. I don't want everyone to be upset with me. Well, if it makes you feel better, I can make your outfit so amazing, they won't even know it's you. You mean it? All right, then. Let's do it. You got And now Tony Fauci is going to turn Gonzo into a girl. Alright, that's enough of that. So for all you folks who didn't see what was on the screen, let me explain to you what it was. It was a clip from Muppet Babies, which is a very, very popular show amongst kids. And on this show just now, Baby Gonzo was all upset because he couldn't wear a dress to the dance, to the ball. So, fairy rat father, Tony Fauci, where is he here? There's, there's Tony. Let's put him up here. Fairy rat father comes along and says, I can make you a girl. And he turns Gonzo into a transvestite. I mean, he turns Gonzo into, baby Gonzo into a girl, gives him a dress, tells him how okay it is to wear a dress as a boy. This is the kind of brainwashing crap that I'm talking about. And here's the thing about it, folks. Here's the crazy thing about it. We live in a world, in a society, where the, our own government and the LGBTQXYZ alphabet community have all made it impossible for us to fight against this kind of pedophilia, transvestite, transgendered, crazy, sexual, immoral, unreasonable, and unwanted and unwarranted stuff pushing on our kids. We can't even fight back. So because we can't fight back or else we're going to be called bigots, we're going to be doxxed, we're going to be cancel cultured, our lives are going to be uprooted, our jobs are going to be at risk, and everything under the sun, because we can't fight back, our youth, which is who these are, this is targeting, does not see us fighting back against it. So they have to think that it's right. They can't think it's wrong if the people that are in their lives who are their leaders parents, grandparents, etc., if they can't fight openly against this stuff, then they don't know that it's wrong. So the LGBT community and, and this crazy left woke community, they win by default because they've made it impossible for you to even fight it if you don't have courage. But courage is contagious. And this is why when I say the churches need to get off the fence and get involved, this is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Our churches should be at the lead of this. Our pastors should be at the helm of this. They should be leading a charge to get this pedophilia and this sexual immoral message to five-year-olds, to four-year-olds, to six-year-olds gone. But the churches are too afraid to take a, a stance that might be looked at as political because they're afraid to get their donate or their uh, tax-exempt status taken away. 
I don't think Jesus would have cared how much money he made. He told the truth, and he fought against evil, and he fought against iniquities, and that's what we're supposed to do. So I will forever speak out against this loud as I possibly can. I will scream it at the top of the mountains. Leave my kids alone. Remember that famous Pink Floyd song? Hey, teachers, leave them kids alone. Right? And speaking of leaving kids alone, I got another video to show you. And for those who don't see the video, I apologize, but maybe you'll want to go and watch this afterwards. Here's another video of more pedophilia from your sniffer and thief. That's right. Your sniffer and thief visited the, uh, the state of Kentucky, and he was very, very gropey with the Kentucky governor's daughter, but he did something really weird with the Kentucky governor's son. Check this out. Talk about weird. What does Joe Biden put in Andy Bashir's son saying? Looks like his mouth. So this is Andy Bashir's son, the governor of Kentucky. This is his son. Now watch the way Biden puts his hands all over this boy and then gives him his mask. A, he's not masked up and this kid is masked up. He's got his hands, he's got his COVID-infected hands, pedophilia hands all over this kid. But then he gives him his mask. It's really weird. Watch this. Watch Joe Biden's left hand on his shoulder. And he reaches out to hold his hand. Look at this. He hands the kid his mask while he holds his hand like you would hold your girlfriend's hand or your wife's hand. If you watch the kid, look down at it. <laughs> now, that looks like his mask, but it might not have been his mask, which begs the question, what did you hand that kid? And regardless of what you handed that kid, why were your hands all over him in some kind of sexually explicit weird way? I don't care if you're the president of the United States or not, you, you're around me and you put your hands on my kid like that, I'm going to jail. I'm going straight to jail. You're going to have to come bail me out. And then he reaches down, and he holds the kid's hand like this as he hands him something. It looked like it was his mask, because he had his mask in that hand prior to that. And then he reaches down, and he puts his hands like this in the kid's hand. Like, what is happening here, folks? Pedophilia. That's what's happening here. Pedophilia. Where are our churches standing up against this stuff? Stop being afraid. I want to see some pastors like Pastor Locke. You don't have to go overboard, but you dang sure have to stand up for what's right and wrong. It is no longer left against right. It is no longer Republican against Democrat. It is evil against good, period. That was sickening. That was absolutely sickening. So now we're going to end the show, ladies and gentlemen, with giving away a Smarty Award. So let's go ahead and cue that drum roll, shall we? August 3rd, 2021, the Smarty Award goes to... Dan Bongino, because Dan Bongino is really hitting his stride lately. And what do I mean by hitting his stride? Well, Dan Bongino is is is, is everywhere lately. He's got uh, he's got the radio slot that used to belong to the late great and the best um, radio talk show host ever, 
Rush Limbaugh. He's got a new show on Fox. He's still got his show. He's still got his podcast, but it's allowing him to really break out. So I wanted to play this video for you, and some of you who follow Dan Bongino have probably seen this, but yesterday you heard me talking about, it's funny that we closed the Canadian border, but not the southern border. And that's kind of what Dan Bongino's touching on here. But even more so, watch how he makes this liberal, former deputy director of, um, well, what is he? His name is, uh, his name is, he's the former DNC deputy national press secretary, excuse me. He absolutely obliterates him, and this is worth staying around to watch. So check this out. This is something else. I trust the government. Should we? Okay, okay, so you're trusting. All right, thank you. So you just acknowledged that Biden was correct. You trust him and that the Canadian border is closed. Should we close the southern border then as well? <laughs> this is great. DNC Deputy National Press Secretary Jose Aristamuno. Jose, thanks for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thank you. So, Jose, is there a crisis at the border, or is, is this just a seasonal thing? Because the numbers don't marry up with these seasonal claims that the crisis is at. Look, I, I think the United States government has to be very clear in its messaging that we're not allowing undocumented immigrants to cross the border. I think Biden has been very clear with that. Vice President uh, Kamala Harris has been very clear on that. we got to work with Central America so these immigrants don't continue to come because of the, the problems that are happening in their home countries. So we, as Americans, have to, have to send a clear message to El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, you name it, saying if you're going to try and come through the border, you're not going to be able to do it. Just this year, Dan, over a million uh, apprehensions have happened at the border. So, where you know, Biden has done everything he can in his power to fix the problem. Is it going to take time? Absolutely. He's now, before, it's not. before it goes on, he says, already we've got a million apprehensions at the border, so he's doing his job. Uh, but you let him go in the United States of America, dummy. That's the problem. The problem isn't here is how many you know came through. It's that they're coming through. But this is liberal ideology. Check it out. Solve it. So it's, it takes all of government together, Republicans and Democrats, to work together to get it done. Okay, well, that's entirely inaccurate, Jose. I'm, I'm sorry you've been misinformed. You know, President Trump declared an emergency at the border as the coronavirus crisis hit last year. And you know what the illegal crossings, do you know what the number was by any chance? Um, the number was 16,000 crossings. Uh, the number this month, and it's not even over yet, is 188,000. So what did Trump do right that Biden's doing wrong? Simple question. Well, well, let me let me just remind your viewers quickly that the Republicans lost the White House, they lost the Senate, and they lost the House, right? So clearly, the a majority of False the American news. public wanted Biden, they wanted Democrats to take back. False news. If, if, if Trump couldn't control immigration, he couldn't pass immigration reform, he couldn't pass, he couldn't fix COVID, right? He couldn't get the vaccine to enough Americans. So, uh, you know, it's I, for me to even talk about, about Trump, it's a waste of my time. But I can tell you, <laughs> Biden wants to work with Republicans to fix the problem at the border, to fix yeah. infrastructure. This is what we're seeing, the economy. This is what we're seeing, the economy, Dan, the highest it's been, yeah. the highest it's been today under President Joe Biden. That's interesting how you avoided the question. So I'll ask again, an interesting filibuster. You made the comparison, by the way, not me. So President Trump declares an emergency at the border, cuts illegal crossings to 16,000. You just said Joe Biden was doing everything he could do, except the legal crossings are at 188,000. Please explain the numerical disparity. And if, if you can answer that question, I'd really appreciate it. Joe Biden has apprehended, his government has apprehended over a million people 
at the border. They continue to be clear, sending a clear message uh, to Central America that we do not want undocumented immigrants. We, we've got to change the whole immigration system. Maybe we should work with Republicans to pass comprehensive immigration. So I'm not going to continue to play the fake news, but he goes on and he, and, and he says stupid things that don't make any sense. And he has no, he asked, was asked a simple question. How come 16,000 was the only number that came across with President Trump, but 180,000 with, oh, we apprehended a million. Yeah, and you let him go. That's still, oh, President Trump lost the Senate, the House, and the, and the White House. Nope, that's fake news. And, and, and it really makes me, I, I really wish more people would say, that's fake news. We won't know until you can actually prove that Biden won. So Biden is an illegitimate president until you can prove that he won. Yeah, he might be president on paper, but he's an illegitimate president exactly with what we found out with Arizona. Would you like to go into that? And I would go right into that. But too many people work for big corporations, and big corporations tell them they're not allowed to say that. Now, I don't think Dan Bongino did anything wrong. I'm just telling you how I would handle it when somebody said, well, President Trump lost the Senate, the White House, and the... No, he didn't. Lies. Lies. And I'm going to tell you why. And I would go right off into that, and I would force the conversation back into the November 3rd tragedy, tragedy, I should say, that was the Democrats cheating and stealing an election. All the time. I don't care how much I got sued. I would never stop talking about it. So... Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to tell you that we got some very special guests coming up here on Live from America tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Um, we bring Live from America back uh, with Garrett Saldano. He'll be joining about a half hour into the show. And um, uh, we got a lot of questions for Garrett Saldano. As a matter of fact, since a lot of people heard that he was coming on, uh, some people have some, I wouldn't say doubts, but they might have some tough questions. For Mr. Saldano. So we're going to ask him those tough questions because that's how we do things here on Live from America. We're going to ask him with respect, but some people have some accusations that I would just like him to, you know, hey, I'm going to say, some people are saying this. Is it true? What do you think? And we're going to get his answer. Um, so I'm very, very excited about having Garrett Saldano on. I think he's done some great things so far. And really my my biggest concern with him is, is the accusations of Rhino. I want to find out who he's friends with in the legislative body right now i want to find out exactly what he thinks of rhinos so we're gonna we're gonna have a good conversation with garrett saldano tomorrow and 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 next week we're gonna have uh brad barton on so i've been watched like i said i've seen brad a lot i've asked you guys to reach out to him and let him know that i'd love to have him on the show you guys all did so and i talked to him yesterday so brad barton will be on the show next week and him and i have been around doing this for quite a while very different delivery systems Almost on the same page, but a different way of delivering it. So I can't wait to have him on. It's going to be, we're going to have some, we're getting some really good guests on now. So I can't wait. And I want you guys to be involved in all the questions and answering. And I want you guys to be involved in any way, shape, or form you can. Because again, this is your show. So God bless you guys. Thank you very much. And remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. Have a great day. Spread the message today. Bless somebody. Teach somebody about God and spread some seeds. And I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for more Live from America. And we're starting the show off by calling Claire Woodell Vogg. I was going to call her today at the end of the show, but we'll call her at the beginning of the show because she'll still be in the office. And find out exactly about that email that she sent laughing about the election. That she helped steal. God bless you guys. See you tonight. Have a great day. I got a lot of work.